Holy Tevatya, he's done it again. This is ESPN Cricket for Stump Mike, our post-match IPL specials, and let's just get the intros out of the way. I'm Karthik Ayer, and you know the other two people on the podcast as well. Varun Shetty, say hi. Hey guys, how's it going? Hi Karthik. And we also have Devan Sen with us. Yeah, hi. And uh, let's begin by saying that as much as it was Tevatya's innings, it was also about Riyan Parag. Terrific chase. Yeah, we will get to we'll get to Parag Deva, and we will get to him. But Varun, we're going to start with you first because Rahul Tevatya has only gone and done it once again in the IPL 2020. He is he's the season's MVP. I I, I mean I don't care anymore where Rajasthan finish or whether they're still in the bottom half of the table. He is the MVP for me at least so far. When he pulled it off at Sharjah with with seven sixes and eight balls, uh, you a lot of us dismissed it as you know perhaps a one-off thing, which which it is fair. It's, it is a one-off thing. You don't let that happen all the time. But it it certainly wasn't the end of this Tevatia fairy tale uh, because I saw a strand of that match in today's match as well. I mean, if you if you think back to it, the time where he was struggling before he had those seven sixes. He was really struggling to get Bishnoi away, who was pushing the ball away from him all the time, and he kept swinging and missing, swinging and missing. And it was a—he was better set today when Rashid came on, and he was getting almost the exact same angles, the exact same kind of deliveries going across him. But today he found a way, and not only did he do that, he found a way to make Rashid bowl how he wants him to, which not a lot of bowl, not a batsmen do in the IPL. So you know he used that angle and he reverse swept him twice. So they moved the deep cover there, and then the next ball he hit it to the extra cover boundary. So it was certainly not the end of a fairy tale, and honestly, it might not even be fair to keep calling it a fairy tale at this point. He's he's a proven performer now. He's he's done it twice in a span of three or four matches, and it was it was expert. It was he was expertly done. He was batting with someone so young at the other end, and I think yeah. I mean, what what more can you say? It was. A great performance from Tevatya. Yeah, and just to give our listeners context, if any of y'all hadn't seen the game, I mean, how couldn't you? But it was Sunrisers Hyderabad who batted first, and they scored 158 for four. Rajasthan Royals were chasing. They had Stokes open, etc., etc. We'll we'll get into those decisions that they made in a bit. And at one point in their chase, they were 78 for five, which is when Tevatya and Riyan Parag were at the crease. And Rajasthan ended up winning by five wickets with a single ball to spare. Devayan, would it be safe to say that? And Varun mentioned this previously. Would it be safe to say that those was it three boundaries in a row of Rashid Khan that Tevatya hit? Two, two reverse swept uh, shots. Mm, was that the turning point of the of the chase? I I don't think so, and and that's why I brought up Parag. I thought Parag was probably the initiator of this chase right towards the end. The way that he got going in one of the overs, uh, which was delivered by Seam, probably of Khalil Ahmed. So uh, we've talked before about Sunrisers Hyderabad and their little strokes of luck, especially in the game against RCB. They had a little bit of luck even in this game. If you recall, in even Rashid Khan's over, Tevatia could have been stumped. Uh, with the ball going back, hitting the stumps yeah. and the bales. He could have been bold. He could have been stumped. He could have been probably he was halfway down the crease. You can call it a run out as well, like everything. And there was also that uh, missed chance of a Parag uh, run out at the other end, which for the for some reason the TV umpire didn't seem to pick up that there appeared to be quite a clear deflection. But of course he was anyway inside. So the, it was good the game awareness from the two of them. Uh, I agree with Varun that there were shades of that uh, chase in Sharjah because we have seen that conditions are a little bit difficult in both Abu Dhabi as well as Dubai. But also, what we've noticed in Dubai is that uh, traditionally it tends to become just a little bit easier to chase. We've seen it in the day games in these afternoon matches that we are witnessing. 
and i think that has uh, definitely played in a role here uh, having said that though i thought uh, sunrisers hyderabad had done all the right things in the first half of their defensive innings uh, getting five players out and getting sanju samson who was actually shaping up pretty well today i thought uh, was you know more than what their captain would have asked for them for devan if i may though i'm going i'm going to hold you to that sanju samson you're saying was shaping up well he got out for he was at a run ball 25 or 26 or 25 balls that he ended up getting out for that seems more like the type of innings that over the past few weeks we have been criticizing saying these are the kind of innings that probably cost teams matches well i mean you have to look at the context as well because we have said that more i guess in 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 terms of where kl rahul has ended up but we know that sanju samson uh, two things about him one he is an excellent stroke maker and secondly he has been struggling for form he had a you know terrific start to the season in in the on the flatter grounds in sharjah but since then i think he he had only something like 17 runs across uh, four innings so really struggling for form struggling for confidence but today he was middling everything he was beginning to get back into shape when he got out so that i, I thought was perhaps potentially a turning point for this match but yes rahul tevatia came in uh, gave able support to riyan parag to begin with uh, survived a potential cotton bowl chance again that stroke of luck vijay shankar you know had he dived forward he probably would have made a little bit more of that but i think he just didn't expect that to stop and come towards him but yeah full credit to the two of them and a great cricketing lesson that you know never give up and always finish what you've started and that that's something that uh, some of the other heavyweights in this tournament can learn a thing or two from uh, just just to add to that samson point i think the one thing with samson if anyone's ever criticized him has been he doesn't play enough i suppose sometimes like rahul <laughs> and that that's what they've been clamoring for a little more responsibility a little more uh, game awareness and i certainly think he showed that today in fact i think at one point after when he reached 20 balls today we i just asked the stats men and they said his 88% control percentage that we'd calculated was her best uh, in this IPL for him uh, in a ball in, in an innings of 20 balls so he certainly changed the way he played uh, he certainly went deeper than he would and usually he doesn't get this deep without scoring 40 or 50 so at least he tried i suppose uh, he had no choice today i think i thought the partnership between uh, uttapa and him was also a little crucial to this because they sort of didn't let it fall apart uh, uttapa himself had luck in like the third ball i think top edge uh, over the keeper so i think uh, overall it was a decent show i think from samson and uttapa at least in terms of their own personal uh, journeys in this ipl you know what, what what's interesting right guys when it happened in sharjah with devatia previously samson played an innings 10 times of what he played today and we're ending up talking more about him today that than we did that day in Sharjah versus the Kings 11 but anyway moving on varun you brought up stats and i want to throw a stat at you and this is this was brought to my attention by our colleague saurav somani and i'm just going to read his tweet out he says rahul tevatia and the art of pulling off impossible chases in quantifiable terms rajasthan royals' win probability varun in that sharjah chase was 1.46% at the 14.4 overs and he pulled it off today it had gone down to 4.21% at 15.4 overs and he still managed to pull it off and it is it's a little interesting and i'm uh, going to cop some uh, flack for this next comparison that i make but uh, at the end of the game he he spoke about the conversations they were having and uh, they were eerily similar to one mr ms dhoni uh, because he said all they were trying to do was to take it deep because on a difficult pitch the deeper you take it the more pressure it is on the bowlers Uh, and he seemed to be doing exactly that and now to give me these quantifiable uh, numbers uh, and 
if, if we if we probably measured some of Tony's famous chases, then we probably have similar numbers. Uh, but just apart from that comparison, I think uh, the, it is it is a bit of an art what he's doing right now because it was very clear that they only wanted to attack in the last four overs. He said, we didn't care if we had to get 50 in the last four overs. We knew we had the shots for that. So it was very calculated. Even the shots he picked today were all calculated. I've already mentioned uh, picking Rashid Khan behind square and then in front of square in that over. But even the next over with Natarajan, you know, Natarajan's like been nailing the Yorkers this year, probably probably the best death bowler period so far in the IPL. But Tevadia knew the lengths to expect from him. And then he hit him over the offside once and the next ball he ramped him over fine leg. So he's actually been very calculative. It's it's super unfair to... I, I think even the phrase, he's done a Tevadia, is a bit <laughs> condescending at this point. Because this is a guy who's who said he's come into the tournament confident he had runs. He said he made runs in the... The, the practice matches at that ground. So he's prepared for this. And you're, you're right, you know, Varun, when you say that. And because every time I talk about Tevatia on this podcast, I keep saying, until probably today, and I'm going to make an effort to change that, I keep saying, I kept saying freak innings. That's, that's the only way I could describe that, that knock in charger. But it's not just today, right? Even when he's come in and when RR have gone on this run, I think of four defeats in a row until today. He's come in in almost impossible situations, Varun, more often than not. But And he's played decently. He seems like he absolutely belongs in the IPL arena. Absolutely. And not just the IPL. I mean, even if you put it in comparison or in context with the rest of the batting lineup, even when they're falling apart, so far in this tournament, Tevatias look their only batsman who's had any clarity. Even when the game's gone away, even when it's too much to do, he still seems to be trying to work out a plan of his own. And he seems to be in control of his game. He seems to, at this point, be doing batting the way he wants it to be done. And the, the situations are not getting to him at all. And it's it's great to see that. It, it's also a reflection of his overall, uh, I think, personality as a cricketer. You can see that he is a very intelligent, very street smart cricketer. He knows exactly what he's doing, even with the ball. I think, to be uh, very fair, I think Stephen Smith has underutilized him as a bowler. Because he had uh, one of the best spells in the match against Delhi, where he also top scored for his team. Uh, that was the most economical four-over spell thus far in Sharjah this year at the IPL. Four overs, I think he bowled for just 20 runs. And even today, uh, he, he copped a little bit more flack when uh, when some of the batsmen went after him. But he knows that he's got a certain job to do. He makes those little variations. He slides them across. He throws them a little wide. He, he you know bowls a little quicker sometimes. And he's got those variations to, I think, you know, uh, the captain should be looking to get more out of him. Four overs per game should be a given. But it's also a question of uh, where where he's slotted into bowl. I think he's the kind of bowler who could potentially even bowl a few power play overs if, if the captain gives him that kind of confidence. And it's just a heaven sent for this Rajasthan Royals team. Because again, much like that game against Sharjah, this game again, uh, the victory just papers over some of the cracks. This, this is looking like a very poor team actually, to be very honest. And I, I don't see them still qualifying for the playoffs. But Tevatia could have a role if they have to go further because he's, he'll have to uh, perhaps shoulder a bit more responsibility and show the way to some of the bigger guys around him. So, Devan, let's let's stay with the positives part. And you've been mentioning Riyan Parag since, since since we started chatting. And this is a guy who, I, he came on the scene last year, if I'm not mistaken, last season. In fact, in the 2019 season, he had a few good knocks. But today, he really stood out. And I loved it at the end. I think, I hope I'm getting this right. He did the Bihu dance. It was the end for his Assamese friends, and it was it was so nice to see when he hit that winning six. I mean, that that's what cricket should be about. 
yeah he's a character as well he's yeah, i i love everything about him he's a you know wholehearted uh, fielder whenever he's out there uh, you know running around at the boundary or taking catches uh, he's always got that little uh, gamusa you know tucked around his waist so that's also a sort of a hat tip to his uh, heritage and yes you're right 2019 was actually a very good ipl for him and he would have been disappointed because this year this year he started so poorly he was dropped for a few games he's come back today and uh, obviously he had a point to prove and he came in at a situation he came in a little ahead of devatia so he came in at a situation when they lost you know their key foreign players and everything so there would have been a lot of pressure on him uh, especially because rashid khan still was in the middle of a spectacular spell i thought he handled rashid exceptionally well looked to get forward so he effectively cut off a lot of the angles that rashid often works with and that's that's something which is you know uh, which is common i think to most of the young indian cricketers that they do tend to play spin well or at least they are known to so it was good to see somebody actually living up to that billing and as i mentioned i think devatia was still struggling for his you know form and timing when parag actually took off and that that i think confidence just rubbed off on his senior partner as well some of the shots he hit were absolutely brilliant because they were just timing they were not so much power and that tells you that this this guy could also have a key role to play in the matches to come again it's just a question of getting all these batting positions right because if you think about it you you shudder to imagine what could have happened if this partnership had been broken early because there was only archer shreyas gopal i guess as batsman to follow so really uh, the cat could have been set among the pigeons had one wicket fallen at that stage so in that sense a little bit of bad luck i would say to sunrisers hyderabad so that would be taking credit away from this wonderful partnership but before we leave uh, devatia aside what what happened there towards the end i mean on the feed you could see devatia having a few words with kali lemon i think warner had words with the umpire as well and me as a viewer i was just not able to to get it i mean i know you were doing com so you probably had your eye on the game a lot more than we did so do you know what happened there <laughs> no honestly i i haven't been able to figure it out uh, devatia himself said it was just a heat of the moment thing Uh, which is what it looked like i think uh, khalil i honestly don't know what khalil could have said it was it was literally a short ball that i think he had got a single off so <laughs> there was nothing disputable that i could think of over there but uh, the way it looked to me it looked like khalil said something sarcastically and uh, gave tiwadia a pat on the back that's about all i know the facts of that uh, and uh, they were still at it at the end of the game and <laughs> it it looked like uh, khalil was sort of trying to deescalate the situation trying to tell devatia listen okay you won this one let it go and uh, i think devatia said as much at the end he said it was just a heat of the moment thing no idea what the details were yeah and it then the evening would get better for devatia as well he of course deservedly won the man of the match award so we leave him there because i have a feeling we are going to end up talking about him a lot more as we go through the ipl i i hope i haven't jinxed him guys i just hope i haven't but we will stay we'll stay with the rajasthan royals and we'll stay with you varun bedstocks and the podcast we did yesterday was looking forward to ben stokes's return he came back in on that podcast matt roller said that he and gorav sundaraman another regular on stump pipe were chatting and they were both were sure that stokes would open open the batting and and it did happen and how did he look to you i mean it was a very small sample size before he got that inside edge and was bold but is stokes does stokes being there and the fact that now rajasthan have won this game somehow Uh, give you hope that they could actually make the playoffs, and you're not as down on them as they are in this. I think it's still very difficult for them. Uh, they they seem like a team that uh, are still struggling with a lot of things. Uh, I mean, there are teams who are struggling with the elevens. There are teams who are struggling specifically at chasing or this or that. Rajasthan are struggling at at many things right now. 
one of them clearly is figuring out their batting order. Uh, but yeah, from what I've heard, again, with, with uh, Matt Roller and Gaurav, they both believe that this was supposed to be the original plan, that Stokes would be the opener. And it all fell apart because he couldn't come until this point. So perhaps now they have some more, something more of a solid uh, 11 or a solid top order at least, which is always a good thing. Uh, so I suppose that, that part of that could be solved over the next two or three games because you expect Ben Stokes to do well for you once in three games at the least. Uh, so that will come out. Uh, they didn't bowl him too much today because I don't think he's fully. Uh, I don't think he's up to full match sharpness. Just, just staying with his batting there, Varun. I think a lot of questions will come in saying because I think there is this perception, and I get a feeling it's kind of misplaced that Ben Stokes is a great finisher. He probably is in Test cricket and in ODI cricket as well, but in the IPL, in T20s, this he he he's not been that great, has he? When it comes to finishing matches for his side, so maybe opening is the best slot for him in the eleven. Yeah, sure. I mean, historically, there's nothing to suggest that he's uh, like an out-and-out finisher. He's obviously a great player, but he hasn't done anything yet. And and that's that's the important part because I only think we've seen Ben Stokes hit his peak over the last year. So he's right now in his best year. So if he, if he was a finisher, he'd probably do it all right. Uh, but yeah, I think if he wanted to, if it's, if it's something he actually wanted to do to be in that opening position and the team have said, okay, you can do that. Then there might be a plan there for him to, you know, become sort of an impact player who bats 40-50 balls and gets 75-80 runs. Um, that's the sort of anchor role that is uh, desirable to most teams. Uh, he could certainly play something like that. So, yeah, I think the, there is a perception that he's a finisher. But this, this could be interesting because if it's really something that he's said he wants to do, then there must be some thought behind that that the management have agreed with. So, yeah, it should be interesting to see how that goes. But I don't know what that means for guys like Jaiswal and Robin Utapa uh, and Manan Vora, three specialist openers who are who now will be fighting only for, I think, middle-order places if Stokes continues to stay up there. Yeah, yeah. Devan, do you, are you excited as Stokes the opener? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll somewhat agree with what uh, Varun said in the sense that the only concern for me then is that what to, what happens to the rest of the specialist openers in the squad. We saw it today with Utapa. He got some runs, but again, uh, slightly fortuitous with the first uh, of those edges that he got, which flew over the wicketkeeper. Uh, number five is always a difficult situation, especially when you're coming into chase and when your team is under a little bit of pressure. I think they've got uh, maybe most of the top fours uh, sorted out, but uh, is uh, Stokes the right uh, partner for Joss Butler? Maybe the thought is that he will drop anchor, as we've been discussing, and it also brings in a right-left combination right at top. So in that sense, it could make sense, but I think they will take a call on it uh, based on the opposition, based on the conditions as well. So we might see a little bit more experimentation, but it does seem like Stokes in there will be a permanent fixture for the games to come. And uh, what, what, of course, he does is he adds a little bit of balance to their bowling attack as well. And, and like Warren was mentioning, that they have a lot of problems. But in the last couple of games, I think the one good thing which has stood out has been their bowling. They have bowled far better. They were quite good against uh, Delhi Capitals. Just allowed a few runs towards the end, which proved to be quite costly. Because it uh, probably took the, the game away from them. Just 20-odd uh, less. And they might have felt that they could have approached the chase with a little bit more confidence. But today, I thought their bowling was really good. Uh, the changes were quite well made. 
Uh, towards the end, again, they uh, conceded a few too many, but uh, they never really allowed Sunrisers Hyderabad to get away with, with the total, which is why they were able to eventually chase it down. Yeah, speaking of their bowlers, it's been a good to a great day for Jofra Archer because he tweeted, it was, I think, just before, the day before the IPL started, he tweeted to Xbox UK saying, how many wickets do I need for a new console? And Xbox UK, their Twitter account, tweeted back saying, just one. David Warner's wicket. And guess what happened today? David Warner was clean bowled by Jofra Archer. So he should and he can probably expect that new Xbox to come to his house when he goes back home. Varun, is Stephen Smith a problem though? And I think it's fairer to ask this question now that Rajasthan have won. I think it's easy to say that he probably is a concern, especially his batting is a concern when they had that four-match losing streak. But today that they have won, they, the side is showing some positive signs. But... It's, I think when you look at their contingent of foreign players, and I did this on the previous podcast as well, so I'm just going to read it out. There is Smith, Archer, Butler, Stokes. The four of them, I think most people will agree, are the top four of, of their foreign contingent. But you do have the likes of David Miller, Tom Curran, Andrew Ty, and O'Shane Thomas warming the bench. So is Stephen Smith's place in the 11 under threat? I think it could be in the next, if, if he doesn't get a, a score in the next game. It's now four failures, I think four or five failures. Three of them have been through some woeful uh, batting by Smith yeah, himself. He's batting so weirdly, no? Yeah, it just doesn't seem himself because, I mean, I don't know why. I don't know why he doesn't seem himself. Right now, we're only looking from afar. We're, we're listening to, I think it was KP on commentary who said there might be issues in that management and, you know, people aren't agreeing with each other. Uh, I mean, all of that sounds plausible at this point because... Today also, he, he, he looked in decent touch. He was looking to play straight bats. He was whipping it through mid-wicket like Steve Smith does. And then he just ran himself out. Uh, it was So, I suppose there is, some, there is something about these, I suppose, rumours that we're hearing. Uh, that could be it. But, uh, yeah, I think it, it's probably dawning upon Smith himself now that, now that Stokes is back. That, as a captain, he's not getting runs. And there are... Uh, team balance issues happening at the moment. You know, you're pushing Samson down to four, which is not his best position. And and when you have the likes of Archer, Butler, and Stokes, those three are absolutely undroppable, right? In a in a T20 lineup. Absolutely, and and if you look at it, they have, as always, they have their top order packed with options. And the one place where they need reinforcements, they have a David Miller who can't get into the team right now. So, yeah, the he must he must be feeling the pressure, uh, but. I think, suppose one thing that will probably keep him safe uh, is the fact that there's no one else who's really captained in the IPL before. Steve Smith obviously is a runner-up as a cap, uh, and he's he's done this before. So, uh, yeah, I think he'll be feeling the pressure. I don't think he's a problem yet because it's only halfway through and, you know, Steve Smith just needs one innings and when he gets one innings, he gets four or five innings out. So, not yet a problem, but I think one more failure and... We'll be asking the same questions we used to ask of uh, Jinke Rahane, I think. Mm-hmm. Devan, one final word on the Rajasthan Royals. You you heard those list of uh, overseas players that they have. Do you see any of them particularly making a case for the eleven? Uh, well, I mean, on current form, no. Because probably the only one that I would consider would be David Miller. But even he, I think he had one opportunity early on in the tournament, but uh, really couldn't do anything much. So we don't know how much cricket he's had before that, yeah. So, considering all of that, I would say that Steve Smith also would be safe for the moment. But yeah, he's got to start producing runs because 
at the end of the day he's he's also the kind of uh, character who's probably he's not probably as communicative as certain other captains he's the kind of guy who does lead a lot by example so if that is the case then then you've got to be able to produce the goods yourself before you can start criticizing anybody inside the dressing room at the moment yeah of course his uh, uh, his form and everything has been saved today by two young indian players but but tomorrow if if they have another you know shambolic performance where they lose by a huge margin because that's also what's hurting a lot of these teams when they're losing they're losing by massive margins so it's not leaving them too much of a net run rate situation to play with one of the teams i hate to point it out which is also teetering on that edge is rcb <laughs> because if they don't win enough they could find themselves in that you know net run rate situation again uh, at the end of the season so all these teams have to look at those uh, all all those uh, permutations and combinations and approach each game accordingly that's why full credit or be, to or be like csk just look at it from the very first match <laughs> that you play right. yeah absolutely i mean uh, even csk you know the last couple of games have been really poor performances where uh, the plan has just not been evident so uh, a few teams need a little bit of a jolt it's a good thing that we are just about to approach the halfway stage we got to go now but before that i have something extremely interesting to add is when we were planning the stump mike ipl podcast you know and i don't mean any disrespect here i honestly thought because we're not doing it on an evening to evening basis we're just covering the quote unquote big games that we would cover matches involving kkr rcb mumbai and chennai super kings at the end of the day it's been it's almost halfway there and we have spoken about rajasthan royals the most on this podcast i mean varun that is just it's it's amazing how this tournament can bring you stories from anywhere and everywhere yeah uh, i also know a lot of people would also think it's easy to pick on that side that's not doing so very well and <laughs> that's probably what might be happening but no it's it's you're right you know it's not just the fact that they're not doing well that comes up it's devatia single handedly has also brought them into two of our episodes so <laughs> credit to him i think uh, but yeah it's 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 shaping up to be a much closer tournament than it usually is at this point uh, because even with kxip or csk these teams are not being blown away you know and rr were being blown away over the last two three games but pretty much everyone has been in every game at least 75% of the way through and uh, that's happening with csk it's happening with kxip it's yeah i think it's shaping out to be a nice close tournament everyone's in the game uh, what we've seen so far at least for like 75% of the way you know it's only at the, at the very end that the the team that's more experienced or the team that's shown more intent is like shining through so it's it's been a lot more competitive this season i think i suppose if you if you bring most people down to a baseline of no cricket for the last 7 months everyone becomes a little more equal uh, than usual uh, and maybe that's what's happening so yeah it's been a fascinating tournament so far i hope uh, karthik you have pre booked uh, varun for one of the kl rahul specials two hour specials that we are going to do <laughs> soon uh, you know the way things are materializing i'm sure we need some time to talk about him at length you know what there's there, there's one thing that i can guarantee irrespective of whether kings 11 continue to lose or whether they win kl rahul will still have that orange cap thank you so much devan and varun for joining us once again on stuff mike we'll see you very 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 soon